fan. Man, yeah, I could go iced tea all day, even in the dead of winter. Yeah, I mean, I brought three packs of iced tea with me today just to have a little. My God, I think I just stumbled up upon something. What's that? You know, <laughs> no. oh God, you know the Brooklyn water bagels. <laughs> yes, coffee, okay. coffee, ice, ice cubes? tea cubes. <gasps> yes. Oh my God, it's we need to make this. Done. Oh my God. Welcome to the No Budget Filmmaking Podcast, presented by Cinema Summit. A podcast about the art of making films, no matter how small the budget. And now, here are your hosts, Alex Dark and Trevor L. Nelson. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is episode 35, Big 3-5 of the No Budget Filmmaking Podcast, and I am Trevor L. Nelson. And I'm Alex Dark, and today we're going to be talking about setting goals for the new year. But first, Trevor, what are we drinking? We're drinking Happy New Year's beer. Happy New Happy Year's, everyone. New Year's. Yay. Happy holidays. We took a little break there to spend time with our family. Uh, just clawing to get back here and, you know, ha- talk to you guys for an hour of nonsense and drink. Yeah. So. It was an unannounced break because we decided after we had already left, um, left <laughs> that we weren't going to do it ever yeah. again. Yeah. Um, but yeah. then... Our New Year's resolution came about, and it was to uh, do more podcast episodes, so we had to come back. And not lie to you guys, um, uh, ever again. We apologize. Um, sorry, Mom. Um, sorry. Uh, but, uh, yes, so took a little break. Now we're back here with some course. Course yeah. again. Again, some course. How was is, how is your break, Trevor? It was enjoyable. Um, I drank too much. You know, it's one of those things when you have no responsibility whatsoever, I mean, I had zero responsibility. Yeah. Uh, well, my, no, that's not true, but uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. No, I did have no responsibility. It was My mother woke me up on Christmas morning. I mean, I literally just, I just literally took any kind of, uh, you know, authority away from myself. Mm, um, my dog was still in LA, so I didn't have to get up and walk the dog. Excellent. Um, so I literally just ate, drank, and hung out. Um, that was my my break, and it was oh, it was glorious. Um, it was definitely what I needed. Um, my waist line did not need that, but yeah. um, you know, once you go fat, you never go back because you can't. Because um, <laughs> yeah. it gets harder as you get older. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. It wasn't as cold as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't as cold as it was last year. Um, and it was enjoyable. How about yours? How was uh, South Dakota? South Dakota was good. It wasn't as cold as I was expecting. Right. So it was much more enjoyable than I was anticipating. That's always great. Um. Because I ended up going, being able to like walk around the downtown area with uh, my wife, Bree, who's never been to South Dakota before. I uh, went up to Deadwood, which is in the mountains, and it was kind of snowy, but still like not super cold. Um, usually it gets really cold when it gets windy yeah. in South Dakota, but it wasn't windy um, for most of the time, so it was pretty good. It's, it must be so weird for these people that like live in LA or live in warm areas for us to hear us talking about like it was cold enough that we were able to go outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or for people who live in the cold that are like dude it, like it's never like just put on a jacket you're fine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're like Well that's that was a a big problem is my uh all my like winter clothes are with my parents in Colorado because like I mean why do I need yeah. a North Face puffy jacket <laughs> yeah. or something you know well if you walk around LA long enough you'll see people with North, well, yeah, North no. Face puffy but jackets you don't need them right you don't need them so um, I left my my stuff there okay and 
left it up to my parents to bring Oof. the stuff. They didn't bring Oof. my snowshoes, snow boots. So I had my vans the whole time. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> they didn't bring um, the right jacket. So Oof. I had this old jacket that barely fits me. So I couldn't actually zip it up. Sounds great. It was great. Sounds like it was really enjoyable. Yeah. So I just wore double sweaters. Double sweaters. <laughs> double sweaters. Luckily, my parents, I didn't go anywhere, so my parents just have all their normal Minnesota gear that I just geared up on. And it didn't, Good. I think it snowed once, and my dad woke up, again, no responsibility on my end. Uh, my dad woke up and shoveled, so I was like, <laughs> okay, let nice. me light up this fire, and I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go back to sleep right in front of it. Yeah, so, not bad. No, I can't complain. I can't complain. Um, then I went and, you know, just drank a lot. Just drank copious yeah. amounts of booze. Nice. I yeah. ate copious amounts of food. I did that too. And sweets, which I never really do. Interesting. But I, mean, I just stuffed my face with chocolate-covered peanuts and mm, sorts of fudge. Because it doesn't count, right? No, it doesn't no, count. It doesn't count. Um, it doesn't count. Yeah, my mom makes these things called... Uh, Peanut butter balls. I don't know if you've ever heard of these. I don't know if your family makes them. It's not I mean, really. I don't know if I need to have heard of them. I feel like it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, you think you know what it is, but wait for it. Wait for it. There's one little added thing that nobody gets. It's so a it's, ball. It's a ball. They make it into a ball. <laughs> Normally, you have peanut butter in a jar. Didn't get, see that one coming, did ball. you? Boom, nailed it. Um, no, but if you'd let me finish. Um, it's actually, they put little dates in with the peanut butter and then roll them. Wow. And then drop them in chocolate. And they're like little chocolatey peanut butter date balls, and they're phenomenal. They're my favorite thing in the world, and I ate probably 20 of those. And But mm -hmm. other than that, you know, didn't uh, didn't eat too many sweets. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, not so bad. Yeah. So, so um, But it was enjoyable. Uh, good break. Well-needed break. Now we're ready to hit the ground running in 2019. At least I am, and that is what this whole podcast is about. That's right. We're going to talk about setting goals uh, for the new year as well as what our individual goals are and what our goals are for the company. Yeah. So if you expected to learn something from this episode, <laughs> you better no. move on. When do they ever learn anything? If anyone's listened to two episodes of this, at least, they never learn anything. That's true. They're like, these guys are idiots. I'm still, I always think about that one guy. I posted it up. It was one of the very first episodes. Oh, God. <laughs> I posted yeah. it on Facebook or something. And a guy commented and he was like, I started listening to it, but they didn't talk about filmmaking. So I, so I turned it off. Yep. It's like, oh, man, well, you got to get past like the 30 minute intro of us rambling. We don't have that much information to share with you guys. <laughs> we have to bullshit for 30 minutes before we can give the, the small little nuggets of knowledge that we do have to make it seem like we're uh, experts and that people should listen. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. We, and we, we just blab. Yeah. We're blabbers. Oh, God, blab all the we time. We always have been. Why do you think we talk about what beer we drink and what booze we're drinking beforehand? Because we don't have enough information to give you. Yeah. We're delaying people. the inevitable. Exactly. Um, so just settle down, sit back, grab a beer with us, and... Uh, let's talk about what's new first. So what's new um, other than the holidays? Yeah, other than the holidays. Um, we are we're working on a TV show. It's hard, it's hard to say. I mean, what do you say if something is exclusively streaming? Not just, like, not on Netflix. Yeah. Um, not on maybe even an app that you can get on a smart TV or Roku. Sure. Is it a TV show? Like, no, it's digital. That's yeah, what they call digital, it. It's a yeah. digital series. Just digital. But I think this is is up in the air at yeah. the moment. We're, yeah. we're going to shoot a pilot for it. 
Yep. Um, um, in this month, which is cool. Yep. 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 Um, and then it's up to the distributor aspect of like who's going to buy it. But I think um, it could go either way because it's going to be long enough to be a regular TV show. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a matter. Of, I don't know. It's it's whatever whoever wants to pay for it is how it's going to go. Um, Basically. And so that so we're working on that. It's about it's kind of like the untold stories of ESPN Thirty for Thirties. Um, a lot of. You know, untold stories that aren't maybe like mainstream sports stories that Thirty that, for Thirty does. Is Thirty for Thirty um, <clears throat> the top thirty athletes that are under thirty? No, you're talking about Forbes, uh, <laughs> sixty-two <laughs> under fifty-four. Oh, I see. My bad. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know why they call it Thirty for Thirty. Let me yeah, check here. That's a good question. I know. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Nailing 2019, let me tell you. <laughs> Nailing it. I've always wondered what it's meant, but I've not never cared enough to look it up. I'm doing it right now. Three volumes of 30 episodes each. Hmm, interesting. Wait, wait. Uh, let's see. Then the title th- 30 for 30 derived from the series Genesis as 30 films in celebration of ESPN's 30th anniversary. 30 uh, films for 30th anniversary. 30 for 30. That's a great way to that. just paint yourself into a corner with a title that won't make sense after the first time you do it. But see, that's the thing. You know what? With titles, after <laughs> like, a while... Cares? It's just a thing. After a while, it, it's, it, it, it becomes part of the lexicon, and it's just whatever. Yeah. Yep. So Not bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's see what else we got. Okay, we got this crazy TV studio deal. Yeah, uh, Alex is again swinging a deal. Ugh, I don't. Just... I don't. I mean, if he can pull this off again, guys. Woo! If I can pull this off, not only will we um, achieve Be moving to Pennsylvania. <laughs> we're not gonna move. No. Well, we're gonna well. we're gonna relocate temporarily to Pennsylvania. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna make a feature, which is gonna be cool. Um, and we'll bring you guys along with us for the ride. It'll be crazy. But um, there's this TV studio I found. Yeah. It's, uh, Alex. it's for sale. This guy's selling it. Yep. It's uh, nice. It's cool. It's big. It's on like five acres. And um, I just contacted him about... Always ask, people. Always ask. <sighs> you know, I, I just... I see these things and I say, I want to. But I have no money. But I have no money. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the story of my life, guys. Um, I will tell you how many times I get an email from Alex it's, or a message from Alex is, hey man, how sweet would this be? I'm like, dude, that'd be so sweet, but we got no money. Well, I'm going to hit him up. <laughs> Let me work on that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I hit him up and I was like, hey, what if we worked out? Well, first of all, I asked. Here's the secret to this: this guys, you ask them if they're open to a seller financing deal yeah. first, mm-hmm. and he said yes. Wow, seller financing. I didn't you know, know about that. Yeah, okay. So, but obviously, you know, with seller financing, if you guys are ever, if any of you have been looking in the in the market for uh, real estate and whatnot, seller financing, they still require. A large, hefty down payment. Oh, yeah, let me you tell know? you. Let's go back to the part that we have no money. Yeah, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. in order to, you know, try to work something out anyway, I have devised this sort of. Uh, <laughs> this just sounds also shady, but I love it. Yeah, 
uh, I've devised this sort of creative deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've approached a lot of people about this, and I'd be, I'm surprised at how many people are interested. And you're talking about like the same kind of deal with other properties, or people you've you've approached and said, "Hey, this is the deal I'm kind of trying to swing." What do you think the uh, the possibility of me doing it is? No, like different people that I've approached with this similar deal. Oh yeah, no, it's guys. Alex is is just not afraid to ask ridiculous things, and sometimes they work, and it's kind of scary. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like if so, I. It's not like the we're reason, scamming people. No, the, the, and the let's reason, get that right out The of reason it works uh, is because I fully believe um, that it's for the benefit of both of us. Yeah. And they do too sometimes. So that's, and that's when it works. That's when it works. That's when it works. So that's, that's this deal. It's like crazy. Um, let's make a feature deal and I'll use your, your property. Um, type of and type of. treating his property as a investment in the film. Uh, we already have an idea of shooting all in that station. Um, so we're not going to tell you that because then, of course, you're stealing our idea yeah. with your TV station. <laughs> um, but the I've I've approached different um, people, lawyers, all that kind of stuff to try to see, find out, answer a question that I have, which is if someone. Uh, contributes physical assets to your your production. Mm-hmm. Can that be considered an investment in the eyes of the United States uh, government and tax IRS yeah, people? For those people who don't know, there is this um, this tax break called Section One Eighty One, and if you uh, qualify for it, it lets you write off any investment you make in a feature film. As a tax write-off. 100% within 100%. the first year. Yeah, and so... Which is cool. So you don't have to, like... Yeah. I mean, if you can, uh, yeah. write off that much. I forget what the actual number is. Like, 37% of the investment is yeah. what it ends up being able to write off or something like that. Yeah. Um, but if you can actually write that all off in, within a year, you can do it. Yeah. Instead and, of, de- what is it, depreciating over time? Mm-hmm. And so what we're looking at is is if this is able to do something in terms of uh, a property being able to be seen as an investment for 181. So that's what we're doing. We have a lawyer's name. I just sent it to Alex, actually, while we're doing this. Look at this multitasking. So we're going to hit them up and see if that is something that is legal, um, if it's illegal and we won't get in trouble ourselves i'm not worried about us getting in trouble because i'm not it's just wondering if it's i'm just possible. wondering yeah. if it's possible for them so we can tell people because yeah. i i mean i brought it up to the guy uh-huh. and i said hey this is something you might want to look into with your people to see if it's something that would actually qualify. which it really is on their end yeah it's on yeah. their end we don't actually we wouldn't be involved in that process at yeah. all it's not on our end we're just letting him know Anyway, Anywho, enough of that, guy. Yeah. I don't even know why we're talking about that. It's so know. stupid. And, uh, um, but it could be fun. Could and be, hopefully, you know, I mean, eventually, if it works out, we make this feature. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do some uh, live stuff. We'll do some summits on it. Do behind the scenes. You'll see <laughs> You'll get us it all making in. this feature, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, we'd go all in on it, guys. We'd go out to Pennsylvania. It's a small little town. Looks really sweet. Um, so yeah, we're excited. We just gotta, you know, it's like most of our deals. We just have to wait and see, wait, and, wait see. and see. 
Yep. And then uh, finally, we are writing shirts. Me and Alex have two shirts that we want to do this year, and um, we're each tackling one in the writing aspect of it. And uh, going to write them, and if one turns out to be a better feature than a short, we'll turn that into a feature, maybe down the mm-hmm, line. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not at the top of our list. But if they both turn out to be shorts, or one of them turns out to be short, we're going to try to shoot a short this year, um, speaking yep. of goals. Um, so that is what we're also working on. We're writing some stuff. You know, I did some writing in front of the G old fireplace back in Minnesota when I was home with my parents. Nice. Um, so, it, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Nice. I tried writing, uh, but I just took a yellow legal pad and started drawing tiger stripes on it. <laughs> Which is really easy because there's already lines on it. Yeah, so it's basically done. Okay. I think Alex's short's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, real short. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into yellow. it, huh? Yeah. Um, okay, so it's a new year, and everywhere, every year people make their stupid New Year's resolutions. Um Yep. You know, my most of the time they are stupid. Yep. And my wife always says I'm not gonna make a resolution because it just sounds dumb and I'm gonna, you know, feel bad if I don't meet it. Just goals. So goals for the new year. And when it comes to filmmaking, how do you set goals to to be a better filmmaker, to be a more successful filmmaker, you know, whatever your level of success is. Um and it's one of those questions and I'm gonna ask this to you, Alex. Okay. Okay. Here it comes. Ready? Ready or not? I forgot it. Okay. Well, you weren't ready. I uh, was. No. Okay. Um, do you, when you're setting goals yep. for like long-term goals, so not like today I'm going to wake up and get out of bed, which to me is sometimes all goal. the goal that if I get that, if I accomplish that, I'm like, man, I'm really coming off as lazy on this, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> this is the 35th well, <laughs> episode. I think they already know. Yeah, especially when we phoned in some other ones. They're like, <laughs> man, Trevor's lazy. Trevor definitely was the one who said he didn't want to do a podcast today. <laughs> um, but side note, um, but yes, um, when you're setting goals that are more long-term, like a year-long goal, like you yeah. want to accomplish something by the end of the year, mm-hmm. do you start with setting it as they say, do you reach for the moon and fall among the stars, or do you kind of set smaller goals so you can kind of stay motivated? Like, what I'm saying is, do you set a goal like, I'm going to go and shoot a feature and se- and finish post on it and sell it or get it, you know, theatrically distributed this year? Mm-hmm. And then say, well, if I don't accomplish the- all my goals, at least I'll still have a feature and I can go into the new year. 2020 with a feature that then I can shop around. Uh huh. What do you, when you are thinking about long term goals, which one do you rather, would you rather do? Do that or do then something like, you know what, I just want to write a feature. And if I can get around to shooting it, that'd be great too. But I just want to, you know, write a feature. What, I, are, what is your. I have, I have the bad habit of, of doing neither of those things. <laughs> this is going great. This <laughs> and, is a great new year. <laughs> and in fact, saying something like, you know what? I'm going to make three features this year. Oh, you go hard. <laughs> I go ham. Yeah. Uh, because to me, like, if you reach for, like, that saying, you reach for the moon. Fall among the stars. Fall among the stars, right? Yep. Yep. Um, to me, doing something that is actually attainable within a year is not reaching for the moon. Right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, you can make. A feature in a year, you write it, um, make it, and distribute it within a year. That's like not 
crazy. That's, that's I guess I guess I'm normal. saying like for independent filmmakers that might be a little bit crazy. Uh, or no budget filmmakers. Like Maybe I mean, or first time like, filmmakers. I guess I go, I'll say first time okay, filmmakers. First, yeah, you know? sure. I mean, we have yet to make our feature. So for us to be like, we're going to get one made, which actually, never mind. We could probably do that. All right. Yeah, I'm I mean, going to say I even mean, loftier I mean, goals. Two features. I know. I mean, and we did it in like a month. Written and directed our own feature. Sure. We produce features. Um, I'll get, I guess I'll go. I'll go when I say, uh, you know, reach for the moon. Um, you know, I want to do four features. You know, something. Crazy, knowing that if you fail, you still are going to be, you know, pretty good. You'll have like one and a half. Yeah. Or do you, um, do you instead just to kind of do little, little like I just want to write a feature, and you know, if so, I get to that by March, then I want to do another one, you know, something like that. Yeah. No, I, I definitely like try to reach for the the big the big monies because, um, well, two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, I think if I fail, I'll at least have like. A fraction of what of what I set out for, which is probably, you know, what I really wanted to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then, second of all, I try to actually plan it out in small goals as well to get to that crazy goal. On the off chance that maybe the the crazy goal is wasn't as crazy as I yeah. thought it was, and in fact, I could do it. Yeah. I mean, I think there you do run a risk though if you set your goals so high that you'll get so disappointed that you haven't like. Say you say four, you know, four features. Let's just say, yeah. And you're it's the middle of May, and you're like, I haven't done one. Well, screw this. This year's a failure. You know, it's kind of the idea of like, you're not yeah. even gonna hit the stars. You're just gonna literally be like, well, you're gonna you're gonna hit the uh, hit the, skids. the bottle. <laughs> and <laughs> well, we well, do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but well, yes. no, I think because um, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Different, yes, in this way. Oh, but I think um, I don't get discouraged so much by not achieving my goals. Okay, because, that's good because I do know that a lot of them are crazy. It's similar to like asking people for things, like we were just talking about. Like I'm not discouraged by people saying no mm-hmm. because it was crazy. Yeah, um, or it's like it's not. It's it's unusual. Like if it happens, it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't happen, yeah. you know, I'm still moving forward in other ways. And yeah, so it's, that's fair. It's whatever. But and I think when it comes to like the idea of making three movies in a year or something, it's like that's crazy. If it doesn't happen, I'm not discouraged by that because it's your it, it, it's crazy. Like it's more impressive that you do do it, do do. Yeah, it's more impressive more that impre- you do do than, <laughs> than if, if you, you don't don't. <laughs> Yes, it'd be more impressive that you do it than if you. It, it's not a disappointment if you don't, because no one expects you to be able to do it. Right, but at the same I time, it. I do believe that you have to put it out into the world. Like you can't just have this crazy goal to yourself. That's why I always come to you with my crazy ideas, uh, because I can't. If it, um, I, 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 don't, I don't think you can kind of build buddies a little bit. Kind of build buddies. You can't. You can't say like I'm going to make three features just to yourself, and then. And then when you don't, you you cry alone in the corner. No, you have to like, you have to say it out to the world. Yeah, and and actually believe that you're going to do it. Otherwise, you're what? What's the point of making the goal? You know? Yeah. It's just uh, I don't even know what it is at that point. I mean, yeah. If you keep it to yourself, it, it, if you make a goal and nobody hears it, did you yeah. make a goal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think there you I, I see positives in both. In both, I think if you can do these little, 
it's one of those things. Like maybe you set your big major goals, but you set monthly goals. It's like, wasn't that what was that best you? Where you have like a weekly goal and then a monthly goal, or there's best self. Best self. There's things out there that that do that, and so maybe you do both. Because if you do these little goals and you have little victories, you're like, all right, I'm. You know what? I'm going this. Um, and then if you have these major goals, you still have something to reach for, even as you're making these tiny, tiny little goals. Yeah, and and the best self thing, which we'll probably talk about later, because it's part of my my personal goals. Oh yes, um, is a their theory is like you don't plan beyond three months. Mm, interesting, because things so many things can change. Because so many things change, goals change, um, time you know flies, things pop you're pop fun. up, or yeah. you like maybe accomplish more than you thought. Even that makes sense. I can, um, I can get on board with that. So. They keep it to three month chunks. Okay. In which case you you break that three months into smaller chunks, um, all the way down to the day. So it's like you have weekly, monthly, three month. Okay. You know, day. I get on board with that. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's hard as a filmmaker when it's hard to set goals. I, th- I think this happens with me and Alex a lot. We set goals. And then what happens is that we do get sidetracked. You know, we we yeah, things pop up like this crazy TV pilot that I <laughs> no one not Trevor and I could not have even thought, in a million years thought that that was going to happen. No, because it it wasn't our idea. Like we didn't come up with it. We're not. Yeah, you know, it was brought to us randomly. Somebody literally asked if we if we've ever produced anything, and Alex was like, "Yep." And now we're producing and shooting a possible ten-part TV show. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the kind of thing that we run into all the time. Is that? And it's great, and that will derail the stuff that's in your three-month exactly. plan or your year plan because, you know. Yeah, and then that's we, you know, me and Alex will sit there, and we're actually going back to what's new. We're working with a friend of ours. I think we talked about this about a script that we had an idea for. And I was like, man, I really like the idea that we had for the, for the story. He's going to change it up a little bit. Should we just take it back from him kind of thing? And I was like, no, we don't have time for this. And that's what we keep running into is that me and Alex want to write and want to shoot this stuff. And then we all of a sudden are on a, a 10 part TV show series. And then we are, you know, uh, getting an opportunity at Larry to do something, take something over that, you know, is like, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, or, and then we're, or we're taking over Larry's YouTube page where, you know, we get paid to do that, but it is like four days a week of doing things for two, three hours. And it's like, that could have been spent there. So it is hard to set goals when you are a freelancer and you have to make money and you have to survive, I guess you could say. Yeah. And that kind of brings up the, the question of, then you're going to have to, answer this for yourself. Okay. I mean, everyone's going to be different. Okay. But um, at what point is it not worth taking the money? You know, at, at some point, you're going to have to yeah. sort of cut something out in order to achieve the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that's, I think, the big jump that people do is that when, you know, when you get to the point of like, well, I need to, you know, um, I guess you could say, I need to make the decision. Am I am I hurting myself by not making the jump and just saying screw it all these things and just making the making diving in head first? Yeah. Or uh, do you still have to wait a little bit? I know it's it's tough. It's a tough call because 
it's that uh, catch twenty two, the classic catch twenty two. Yep, and I mean, I would say me and Alex, you know, we have our ups and downs working with Larry, but yes. we always have goals of leaving that, sure. uh, leaving that to do our own stuff and you know doing something else. And the problem becomes is that it's like, oh wait, um, you know. But Larry pays us. Larry pays us, and all of our other stuff hasn't kicked in yet. And oh, there goes our those goals for this year is because we have yeah. to do this. So it's tough. And so it's even if you do set smaller goals, you still may get discouraged because they're not getting met. Like I just want to write a short and shoot a short, but then life gets in the way, and yeah. um, you're usually married to it. <laughs> that gets in the way. Uh, but <laughs> I love my wife. I'm sorry, babe. Um, but it's it's stuff like that. It's like it's hard to to set a goal, set goals when you are a freelancer because you sometimes have to take things that pop up out of nowhere and it sidetracks your goals. Yeah, totally. And I think it's you know, there's always going to be burnout mm-hmm. in everything you do. That's that's tough. Even when you even if your goal is to make a feature, the act of making a feature is difficult. Is really difficult. It's not. It seems easy when you just think about it and you're like oh all i have to do is like get these people together and like run around and shoot something for like three weeks or four weeks yeah. or something and that's it yeah it's like no man it's really hard and it's hard in a lot of different ways it's hard like physically mentally it's hard creatively you know it's all these different things there's and you, you will get burnt out at some point you will break down and have all these crazy things yeah. happen to you and it's just you know how do you avoid that how can can you avoid it um, with like planning and this goal setting and like breaking things down. I think you can a little bit, yeah. um, but it takes practice. I mean, you can't just do it naturally. Yeah. You're going to have to try a few times. You might have to fail a few times, but eventually you'll get it. You know, I know I was burned out before I headed, uh, I guess you could say home to Minnesota for the holidays. I was just like, I just like, I just, I need a break. Like I just need, the running around, especially in the the build up to the holidays, but it mostly just like I was just like, man, just give me like two days to just sleep a little bit. Oh man, me too. And it, it, and so it does happen, and that's one of the reasons so many goals fail. And I think what happens is people get burned out because they're they they feel that if they don't meet all their goals, they're failing. And so yeah. then it's kind of like a catch twenty two. They feel if they don't meet all their goals that they set for themselves, they're failing. So then they get discouraged and they give up and they fail on all their goals, even their little ones. Right. I think for me, um, the reason I get frustrated or burnt out um, a lot of times has to do with a compiling of things outside of my control that deter me from doing whatever it is I want to do. For For instance, there was one year where I think I went to seven weddings that were spread out across uh, the whole year. You know, uh, it's like that time in our life, everyone, we were, we were of that age at the time where everyone was getting married and whatnot. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it just happened for like a year or two or whatever. But during that year, I had all these like plans and I wanted to do certain things. And it was just, you know, one after another, after another of these weddings that just popped up. And I, you know, started out the year thinking I was going to two weddings, and all of a sudden it was like seven by the end. You know, you don't that, even have that many friends. I don't. Um, but is that that type of thing where, um, you know, those those things that pop up are out of your control, 
um, and they they can, can derail can goals. Be, it can be very frustrating, and how you how you manage that frustration and get over it mm-hmm. can can be what like what actually leads you to success or failure. You know, yeah. Like if I could have looked at that and realized, okay, seven weddings. <sighs> really, in the grand scheme of things, it's not the end of the world. Like I could still do stuff. Um, you know, it's like a few days here and there, you know, spread out across the year. Like that's not really deterring me from doing anything. It's more of a mental block of of me saying like, Oh, you know, all these things, it's just going to cut into my time. And I'm just not, I'm just not going to have enough time. I can't do anything a week before the wedding. I have to get ready for the wedding. And it's like, stop. Yeah. Or it's like, I'm, I'm going to lose momentum. It's like, well, yeah, you're going to lose momentum over time. You just got to figure it out. Yeah, it's tough. It it really is tough, especially when you have other things outside of your control that kind of dig into it and like nothing you can do to change it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say for advice for filmmakers out there, especially freelancers, that their schedule's never set. Um, we're lucky enough to know, kind of have an idea when Larry shoots and all that. Yeah. Um, but for other people who are just going gig to gig, set high goals, set overall goals for the year, big goals that may seem unattainable, but also smaller goals that will make you feel accomplished throughout the year. So, yeah, I mean, do you think we're talking about our friend Logan doing 52 scripts in 52 weeks? Yeah. Do you think... Which doesn't make sense I, mm. uh, mathematically for with his plan, but no. whatever. I haven't brought that up to him yet. <sighs> don't, don't. His head might explode. <laughs> um, do you think he will get discouraged if he goes... I mean, that's something where you don't have a chance to misstep. Because yeah. if you miss a week, then you have to do two scripts in a week, and it's like you're just... That yeah. all falls apart. That's a house of cards just waiting to tumble. Yeah, I, I don't quite know... I think he is using my method of just like, I'm going to shoot for this crazy number and, yeah. and I'll achieve something. And it's like, yeah, I mean, he already has. He's already written probably like four scripts that's or whatever. That's great. That's great. Five scripts. Um, which so. is more than I think he wrote in the last three years. So that's good. And he's done that in like a couple of months. So good for him. I mean, yeah, it just, it could drive people mad when you set goals and you don't see any work towards those goals. Um, so set, set yeah. some obtainable, uh, obtainable goals. Just set some goals that are like you know what, um, I, I if I can get a, this like maybe the rough draft of or my outline of a screenplay by the end of the month by end of January a good outline that I'm happy with. There you go. You can still yeah. have your four, four you know four uh, features by the end of the year, but set some obtainable ones so you're not just beating yourself and be like this is so stupid. What did yeah. I do? You got to have some wins, otherwise you'll get discouraged. Man, I need a win someday. Yeah. So really, I mean, sometimes <laughs> um, that I think is kind of the main point of that best self journal method, right? Mm-hmm. Because like when you break it down so detailed as into like every hour of the day, yeah. then it becomes easy to reach those goals, those like daily goals, you know? Because yeah. It's like, oh, okay, write, write for an hour. Like when you actually sit there and like say, okay, I'm going to write this uh, script for an hour today, and then you do it. It's like, okay, well, I did it. That was not that hard. 
you know, compared to the big goal of like, I'm going to finish a feature script. Yeah. And it doesn't seem so daunting when it's like, just write for an hour. Yeah. It's like, oh. And I think it also helps that it's, um, uh, it, I'm sure the best self, uh, it helps that it's like, right for an hour, you do that five times. And all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I really like writing. And the next day, you re- the, after five days, you realize you're writing two hours a day. Yeah. Uh, three hours a day. It's just kind of like the jump start you need sometimes. It's just a small little goal. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, I, I was going to jump on those books. I may still jump on those journals just to see. I like them. I like them. I, I think, um, you know, you don't need those journals. You could do it no. in like a blank, Yeah. you know, notepad or whatever. But I just... Um, Once again, I, it makes it easier so you don't have any excuses. I've realized something about me. Uh oh. Slants um, to the right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. A lot more than I thought. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, thanks um, for that MA rating on this episode. <laughs> I've realized I like, I really like things to be very like organized and structured, but I don't like to be the one to create the organization and the structure. Does Dude, that make sense? I'm so there with you. <laughs> if you see my apartment, like I love when my desk and like, like even I know you're talking about more like just like a process being organized and structured. Yeah. I love my apartment being like books lined up perfectly, like a nice little pile of note- notepads on my desk to just grab it and ready to go. And it looks all neat and pretty. My wife destroys me every day because I, she does most of the cleaning and organizing. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah, and I just, I mean, the reason I discovered this about myself was I just got these new bags um, by this company called Nomadic. Oh, yes. Uh, I got the travel bag and the travel pack or whatever. Um, And they have this whole system of organization for your clothes when you're traveling. It's pretty sweet. um, And then in your backpack, like for your your laptop and your accessories and all that. And You love that. I love it. But you don't want to have to do that yourself. I don't want to have to like create it. Like I don't want yeah. to have to take like a blank slate of like a, an empty suitcase and like go out <laughs> and like piecemeal <laughs> these things, like find these different compartments to like stick in. The, no, I want it to be done. So then all I have to do is like stick my stuff in there and it's good. Yeah. And I think that's what the best self journal is for me, where it's like, it's laid out for you. Yeah. And it kind of like walks you through the process. You don't have to think about it. You just do it. You just fill in the blanks. And that's what I like about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is kind of what I, that's kind of what we were doing with those uh, notebooks that we we're going to start releasing at some point, is it just kind of organizes everything for you, so you right. don't have to think about it. Um, and I, I do that all the time. I'm, I'm a big fan of templates, and that's what those are, basically. Yeah. It's, they're just different versions of templates, and I love templates. To I create my own templates for everything. Sure. Just so, I mean, we create a template for the podcast just because yeah, it's like, you don't, exactly. you, you love it to be organized and you don't have to do it every single time. So and do it once. It's just easier. Exactly. You don't have to like reinvent the wheel each time. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, that's my, that's my jam right now is like trying to find these things that will make my life easier that you don't have to set up. <laughs> and improve. Yeah, exactly. It's just done. I mean, and that's that's actually a big company now these days are these people that like organize things or like make life easier or make life more organized that you yourself don't have to do. And that's, I mean, there's billions of dollars in that kind of an industry. Yeah. Exactly. So what can we do to help organize? I can't. 
think of anything as my yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it for other people, much less myself. So yeah. that's dumb. Um, okay, so um, that's kind of what our advice is for setting goals for the new year because everyone's going to set goals on being a better filmmaker, all that, um, you know, all yeah. that kind of shit. Um, but now the question is. What are your goals for the new year, Alex? Creatively. Creative goals. Oh. Well, my one of my big goals mm-hmm. is to write more. Okay. Um not just screenplays, um, because you know, I just <clears throat> although I have like a ton of ideas for screenplays, I think it's limiting sometimes to say like I have to do only screenplays. Like sometimes I want to just write lovely poetry, lovely poetry. Yeah, that's fine. Or like, what if I decide I want to write something and like a short story form and then make yeah. it a screenplay Yeah, or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. Um, so one of my goals is to write more. Okay. Um, and in part of that also is journaling, which is the best self journal. Which isn't journaling so much as like writing, you know, your feelings, as it is organizing your my thoughts. day. Yeah, and your thoughts. And thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I have so many things going on in my head that I need something like that because, man. Yeah, I find like um, um, when I wake up in the morning, I find myself often, or I used to, be kind of like paralyzed and didn't know what to do with myself. Uh huh. Um, and I would waste a ton of time in the mornings, especially to like get started because um, I didn't have a plan of like what I was supposed to be doing and what I wanted to accomplish for that day. Yeah. So it was kind of like I had 12 things in my mind that I was juggling and it's like, which one do I want to do? What, what makes the most sense? Why do I, you know, want to do this one over this one when I feel like this one's actually more important or whatever? And the first thing in the morning, if I just like take all that stuff, and uh, put it down on paper and say, okay, this is what I, this is like my priorities here. This is exactly when I want to do things, like by the, by the minute. Yeah. And, um, and then I just do it and it's way better for me. Yeah. I, I'm like that too. I have so many things going on in my mind and so many things I need to do in that day. I do it in the terms of like, you've seen my wallet. Many people have seen my wallet. People laugh at my wallet. Because are you, are you trying to use wallet to say something else? <laughs> What's happening? Oh, no, your wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, your wallet. I am a I am <laughs> jokingly a huge fan of post-it notes, and not um, jokingly, you are a huge fan of post-it notes. No, no, it's become a big joke about how big of a fan I am of post-it notes. Stage thirty-two knows how big of a fan of post-it notes I am. Yeah, that's um, true. The my wife is noticed. annoyed by my post-it note obsession. Well, who wouldn't be? Yeah. Um, I have post-it notes all over my house. I have post-it notes all over my office. I'm looking at my desk right now at the studio, and I have about maybe 20 post-it notes. I always, you know, to me, repetition is the best way to remember, so I'm always writing down things I want to do, what I need to do, because I tend to get overwhelmed by everything I need to do. I have, like, 60 things that I can do at any given moment, Um, you know, some more pressing than others, and... You know, when I get done with the pressing ones, I want to know, hey, what can I do? I want to keep active. So I'm a note taker. I like, oh man, I have so, I just have so many post-it notes. Yeah. Um, do you find um, that you make a lot of lists? Yep. Of things all the time. 
Do you find that the activity of making the list often yep. relieves you enough to where you don't actually complete the list, but like just making the list has made you feel better about the things <laughs> on the list? No, I think making the list helps me helps me remember. It's like uh, recall, so it helps remind me um, of everything I need to do. It, it's a, like a way to be tell myself, hey, you know what? Make a list. I'm making a list. I know. And then what I tend to do is I go through my day doing things I need to do. And then when I'm like lulled, I'm like, oh, well, what else do I need to do? And I'll go look at my list. I've t- already done six things without looking at my list just because I knew I had to do them. But then I'm like, oh, that's right. I have to do this. Or, oh, that's right. I have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the act of writing out the list. Because then what I'll do is I'll cross out six things and I'll take out a new post-it note, make a new list of all the things that I still have to accomplish and post that up there. I am the worst, like, um, you know, green thumb person, like, Greenpeace, uh, you know, environmentalist in the world because I'm just throwing away pieces of post-it notes left and right. But uh, well, I don't think that's true, actually, uh, because I've never seen you throw one away. They're just all stacked. <laughs> <laughs> touche, sir. Touche. Um, I mean, like, I have a post-it note now of uh, all the frequencies of our electrosonics that we need to get on yeah. antennas for. So I just keep that there because it's a nice now, little thing. What happens when you want to do that somewhere? At- away from your desk i won't do it that's that's something to me to me that's not uh something that is pressing enough that i need to do it when i'm not at the studio work and see the note so the super pressing ones stay in your wallet stay in my wallet and then the ones that are like just notes to myself of being like okay i need to remember this these frequencies that i won't remember and you know because it's the same with tabs on my computer. I have a bunch of tabs open, but like the frequencies, I didn't want to keep the tab open, so I just wrote down the frequencies, close the tab, keep it there. When uh, we get our you know antennas for our electrosonics, I'll rip it up, throw it away, good to go. Um, and you also have field notes. I do you carry right. Yep, yep. So what's the difference between the field notes and the post-it notes for you? Uh, for to me, I think the field notes are like long-term goals. Like, oh, I need like I think. The post-it note on my wallet is like the daily goals. Like I gotta do this today. Gotta do this today. Like you know, something as simple as like, oh, I gotta remain. Like we were talking about all the heartache, headache that we've gotten with like utility companies and all that. Oh, um, ones like contact the utility company. And remember this, and that's just so I can remember to do that because I've done it so many times when I need to do something very important for like my home life, and I'm you know editing something, and then all of a sudden it's five thirty, and I'm like, well, shit, I can't call them anymore. Because yeah. it's it's too late. They're, they're Field closed. notes is kind of like, um, uh, you know, make sure you get the V thirty five updated uh, with new firmware, and uh, you know, or like I I also jogged down when we went to Panasonic and they had the uh, that uh, Thunderbolt three. Yeah, the uh, reader. Yeah, the reader. I wrote down the. Uh, the model number just so I remembered it, because so, then I didn't have to like get the papers of. Uh, yeah. that they handed out and all that. So the field notes are definitely more like long-term stuff and things I got to remember of like a to-do list while my my notes on my my wallet post a note are more like this is pressing or this is what you do today while you're just sitting around. All right. Yeah. I see. Yep. I so, see. all right. So keep going. I, man, that was a sidetrack forever. Oh, um, man. All right. So you did your write more. Write what more. What else you got? Um, I want to, I, for those of you who don't know, oh. I, I enjoy drawing. Oh, I have for oh. quite some time. Paint me like one of your French girls. Um, well, I don't have any. Oh, so mm. okay, you're not that kind of an artist. Um, but All right. All right. I would like to draw more. Okay, this year sketch. I found mm-hmm. this cool thing uh, called the Brooklyn Art Library, which has a sketchbook 
um, program where you can buy a sketchbook from them. Um, they ship it out to you. Then you have like 10 months. They have like a barcode on it. So it's like hooked up to you and your name and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, you fill it up in like 10 months and send it back to them. And they put it in this actual physical library in book in Brooklyn. And nice. uh, people check it out. And through your barcode or whatever, you can see how many times people have like checked it out, looked at it, and all that kind of stuff. That's pretty cool. That's, re- that's really cool. And it seems like something fun to do. I don't know. I just want to like... Play around with it. Play around, fill it up. And then also I have a, um, I have a Wacom uh, <laughs> tablet, a uh, Wacom. mobile studio pro that I would like to utilize more. I've kind of dabbled with it. I want to learn. Um, yeah, that looks sweet. Translating man. translating um, physical drawing to the Wacom has been harder for me than I expected, you know, over the I'm years. Sure, yeah, I'm sure there's a learning curve. There's quite a learning curve, and it's uh, it it's been frustrating for me because I was so used to drawing and I knew exactly what to do How to much get pressure to put in. Not even the pressure when it comes to like drawing with because I used to draw with Conti, oh Conti, which is a type of pastel crayon. Oh, I'll check you out. And um, it's you know with different mediums you have different you know ways of going about. It. It's like do you put the the white. And the light colors on first or last? You know, do you layer things on top of each other or, or do you not? How do you do it with Conti? Conti, you can layer on top. Oh, even white on top of black. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So it's like how how does it translate with all these different crazy things like opacity and flow yeah. and all that stuff to the Wacom? So I want to figure out how to use that a little bit more. Okay. Uh, do some digital painting. Sweet. Something I've been wanting to do for quite some time, oh, which also time. goes back to um. The writing more because, weirdly, I mean, I have no, it's one of those things. I don't know why I want to do it. I do not know why. Because I don't read them. But I want to make a graphic novel. That'd be sweet. I don't read them enough to warrant, (laughs) like, the privilege of making one, really. That's that's how I feel about it. Add that onto your goals is to read some graphic novels. Maybe. Read, like, The Watchmen. Read uh, the original, did you ever read the original Masks? No. Dude, you would love those. Those are like, the original mask was twisted as shit and violent and graphic. Okay, I'd read that. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I, I have them digitally if you want them. The only the only graphic novel I've ever read were the Sin City ones because they uh, gave them to me. But um, other than that, I have n- I've never even held, you know, one. I've never been to a comic book store um, and actually, like, bought one would you like to borrow my neil gaiman uh sandman Chronicles? sure all right those are good those are good those are some good writing and good art uh, artistry so uh, that would be a good one to, to check out I'll, I'll let you borrow those there we go that's 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 um a weird like background goal that yeah it's not really a goal let me just add that to my uh to my list of to get you those there we go watch uh, the uh um, sandman ones my next goal is to learn more vfx yeah, I ha- I got this course last. Wait, was, was that two years oh ago? Oh my god, it might be two years now. That was two years ago. Holy shit! I got this course two years ago. That's like a year long course on VFX. That's like way more in depth. So I've done a lot of VFX and compositing and stuff in After Effects, and used different plugins and um, and elements, you know, mm-hmm. compositing and stuff like that. But I never had had gone into um, actually using like Maya or 
3ds max okay and stuff like that and and using um thinking particles and like fracturing things and making explosions and doing fume effects and all that kind of stuff and like okay. fluid dynamics yeah uh, all that stuff I'm very interested in. Super scientific nerd. And I want to learn it. <laughs> yeah. And I just have to, I started doing it and it was cool. And I like, I fractured this building to do an explosion and mm, I, I made all that. the particles, but then I just never finished it. Yeah. So I need to start over and do it again. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be one of my goals. I was thinking like, the problem I have with that goal is like, when am I going to do it? Because... <sighs> um, I have to be here to do it. I think I can't yeah. do it at home. Yeah, I don't have the computing power at at the moment. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. It's tough to find time for all this stuff. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe on Thursdays um, I would come to the studio earlier than usual, like an hour or two early, and do that. Okay. Uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, or whenever we're not shooting. Um. That's that's what I'm thinking for that. And then yeah. uh, my last goal is to be less of a mess overall. Yeah. That has to do with um, eating, weight loss, oh, exercise. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm with you on that. Just general. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm going to jump I'm going to jump into my goals starting with that one cuz yep. that's a good one. That's a good one. Um yeah, I'm a mess there. Um kind of got lazy after I had my little head thing going and uh just went downhill from there. Whew. And uh, gotta get back into that. Gotta get back into like, my wife is just big on like we need to just declutter our lives and not have a mess around our apartment. Um, so we are in like. Early... Do you guys ever talk about um, like becoming minimalists? Yes. Oh my god, my wife would love that. My <laughs> wife wants to just move into like a one bedroom house with like only one spoon between the two of us. You know, like yeah. that kind of shit. It's like. I, I'm with her. I mean, I I feel so the same way. I, I just like, but at the same time, you love little gadgets. You always are like, or not gets gadgets, but just you like little things that you buy all the time. That's true, but it depends. <laughs> I like I only like them if they if they like improve something improve in your life. Something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at my apartment, it's not really filled with gadgets. That's true. That's this place is, is. This place is. And that's this place is different. I can sep- I can totally separate yeah. like <laughs> this place where I want all like the film gadgets and stuff yeah. from my personal life where I don't really care. Although I did get an apple slicer core thing, which is a gadget that is going to save me about five minutes a day. Yeah, man, that was a game changer. Game changer. Um, yeah, no, I would definitely consider being a minimalist. I mean, I've always talked to my wife about we should just buy some land and put a, a uh, airstream on it before we buy, you know, build a house there, like a sweet, sweet house. Yeah. Um, and so I would be down for it. It, it. You know, for a while it was like I was just like I don't know why I would just hold on to stuff, but now I'm just like get rid of it. I'm done with this. Like get rid of this. Oh man, get rid of this. Me too. Every time I move, yeah, I throw away so much stuff or give it away or whatever. Yeah. You know? I but, think being the youngest child, I was always like, oh, well, I have money now, so I'm going to buy this and buy this and make my life easy and buy what I want. And I'm just like, I don't want to buy anything. Yeah. I just want to get rid of most things that I don't need or don't use. I want to, I would love to, um, so we have a storage unit. Mm-hmm. It's oh, not even a God. unit. It's just like a store. It's a basement. It's a basement. That it's we rent, so which sick. is awesome. Um, we found this crazy deal on it. Yeah. Uh, what I would like to do, or what I would love to do at some point. Um, and this won't fly probably with, with the, uh, wife. Actually, I don't know, she'd probably be down. I would love to take everything out of our apartment hmm. that we don't use. Yeah. 
And then for like a year or whatever. Put um, it in there and see if you need it. And if you need it, go get it. Yeah. Bring it back. Yep. If you don't need it by the end of the year, you just get rid of it. A lot of people do that. I think it's, that's a great idea. You should look into the Swedish, um, like, it's weird. My great cousin does it. My grandma's cousin does it. Okay. It's like this Swedish death cleanse. Oh, and what that it doesn't is, sound good at all. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Basically, I kill you and take all your stuff. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, you're that's welcome. one way to get rid of everything. <laughs> no, basically what you do is you, you get rid of everything that you wouldn't want people to have to deal with when you're dead. And so it's ah. like, oh, well, uh, I don't, like, what would they do with this? I don't need this. What would they need with it? I'm just going to get rid of it. Because yeah. who wants to deal with this when I'm dead about getting rid of, like, finding a spot for my ancient, uh, you know, trunk that I got when I was 16 years old. That means <laughs> nothing to me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've always thought of that. I think we need to clean up that. That's one thing I want to do this year. I want to clean up that storage unit. My God, yes. I want to clean it up, organize it, and then get our workshop going. Cause we have two rooms in this storage unit, and one could easily be like a workshop where we could build props. We could build everything. I know. At this point in time, it's gotten so bad that now I'm just dreading doing it because I know that all that all our stuff is probably infested Don't say that. with like spiders and Don't cockroaches and like that. mice. Don't say that. Um, uh, well, we're going to start with the first room. What we're going to do is we're going to put all of our film equipment in there, all of our personal stuff. We'll build some shelves, everything. I mean... We have so much, uh, me and my wife have so much shit in there because we are getting rid of stuff. But, you know, we're like, oh, well, all this cool barware we'll just keep for a house and all that. So we, we, I just want to put on a shelf, shelves on shelves on shelves. That first yeah. room just be all personal stuff and film equipment, like our cinnovators and all that that we need to fix up. And then the second room just be like a workshop and hang some uh, freaking costumes in there, too. Yep. Like all of the freaking uh, Korean... North Korean winter jackets for the army that we have from the movie The Interview. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so for my goals, um, I definitely want to read more. Um, I tend to get into into like cycles of reading a lot before I go to bed or if I'm just doing something. Like I try not to just sit and mindlessly watch TV anymore because I just realize I'm watching the stupidest shit in the world and nothing is accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely want to read more. I mean... Not just to get movies, uh, ideas for movies, because I think a lot of the times I read things, I'm all my mind's wandering, and I'm thinking of how this story could be not turned into a movie that's exactly the same because I don't want to have to buy the rights to the book. Sure, but just uh, kind of get the I creative could pull yeah. a certain seed of yeah. an idea out and exactly. use it in something else. Uh, but also just uh, you know, you get you, you and uh, your wife got me this sweet book on how to moonshine, and that w- that's been an interesting oh, read. Man. Um, so that will be fun when I get arrested for illegally producing moonshine in our storage unit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just want to keep reading. Um, I have tons of books, uh, tons of different subjects I'm interested in. I just got, um, a bunch of books for Christmas. So all that kind of stuff. I want to keep reading, keep doing that. Um, and I want to, uh, I want to watch more. I, I tend, you know, it's funny that I tend to not watch as much, as many movies as I want. And I don't know why that is. I think it's because I think... Alex, you're a little lucky, I would say, because you are on a different work schedule than your wife. Yeah. So you have that downtime where you can watch a movie um, when she's gone. That's true. It's it's rare now. Yeah. It, I used to have uh, a different schedule. Yeah, completely. Completely. And 
Yeah, I could watch a lot of movies, but now it's a little bit different. Yeah. But, yeah. but me and my wife are on a pretty damn set schedule, so we get home, and we're just doing everything together, and it's not always time to watch a movie, because she doesn't always like the movies that I like, and so I miss a lot of movies that we both don't want to see. Yeah. Um, and so I need to take a time off and tell her to go take a bath for two hours, and I'll watch a movie on my own, yeah. or, or stuff like that. Or, um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. which I know I'm not, Yeah. Um, you could just... On uh, a Thursday or a Friday, yeah, at Aura, yeah, just leave for three hours and watch a movie. That's true too. But then, <laughs> but see, that's the other thing because then I feel like, well, why not just go down to the studio and work on some stuff um, rather than just go to a but movie? But if it's your goal to watch a movie, no, I know, yeah, yeah, and I, I, and I gotta realize that if I'm working in film, I should watch more films. Um, so that is kind of working. Yeah, sucks that it's just watching. <laughs> Damn, gotta yeah. watch more movies to work harder. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, we're, luckily, I, I don't know if we've announced this yet. We're going to start two new podcasts, and one of them is about horror movies, because me and Alex are big horror movie fans. And I think that'll help me, force me to watch some more movies, especially because I love horror so much. So I'll be like, hey, I have to watch this for the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited about that, too, because I also, I find myself wanting to watch horror movies, but then I never do. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly because, like you said... Um, well, it doesn't gel with my wife. She doesn't yeah. like the horror movies. Yeah. Um, and also because I, my time has become somewhat more valuable. And so I, I'm less risky with my selections. You know, yeah. I, I watch, I tend to watch more movies now that have been reviewed really well mm-hmm. or that have been, um, someone's told me that they really like it. Yeah. Whereas I used to when I was, younger just flip through and be like oh man that looks cool and then i just watch it or even if it was if it looked you know kind of bad or something yeah i'd still watch it because i i just want to watch as much stuff as possible yep i'm with you on that i'm with you on that it's... so i'm with you I, i'm excited about this podcast because yeah. i think it's gonna force us to watch some interesting things that we wouldn't have watched otherwise yeah and i can tell my wife hey i'm working yeah it's you, work. go, you go do your thing it's um, work it's work um and then also, I want to write more, uh, like you. I want to write screenplays more. Um, you know, hell, I, I like. I think there's such a positive creative flow that happens when you write. I'll, you know, maybe I'll write a short story or some book, a book, start a book or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but with you on that, I just want to write more. Um, I got to set time away. You know, I, 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 as I reflect on the years past, it just seems to be that I like. I realize how much time I waste by not doing creative things and just kind of putzing around and not knowing. Yeah. And, and that goes, I'm telling you, you should get on that, um, oh, that journaling because Maybe I should, that's what'll do it. But yeah, the problem is like, just like anything, you have to like make yourself do it in the morning. Yeah. Otherwise you're not going to do it. But once you actually break it down and say, okay, like from noon to three, I'm going to write Yeah, on this day, you know, today. Yeah. And you're not, the, the cool thing I think about, uh, about it too is it's not like you're planning ahead mm-hmm. um day to day. Yeah. So unlike a saying like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna write for three hours every day at this time, which doesn't really work for us because our schedules are different. So every day. yeah. So at the beginning of each day you make the schedule for that day. Yeah. Instead knowing of knowing what your day is gonna knowing be. what your day is gonna be. Yeah. Instead of trying to say like I'm gonna do it from 12 to 3 every day and then something comes up and it like throws you off track and then you're like you know derailed already yeah yeah That's, I don't know for me 
That's, that's that, that definitely big. could help. I may I may look into this, especially because I'm waking up earlier now, and um, it's one of those things where I find I have a lot more time in the morning because I'm not rushing to get somewhere. Yeah, I have time to sit down and just kind of look at my day and figure out everything. Yep. So that definitely is something I'm interested in. Um, and also I want to uh, play more. I used to play guitar a lot. Um, my dog hated it, um, but he got used to it, but he's good. Not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) My wife hated it. Um, uh, but I think that's another creative outlet. I love playing guitar. It's very relaxing. It just kind of just, this is going to sound weird, fiddling on the G string. (laughs) No, no. Uh, no. Sorry. I apologize. Oh man. But, um, yeah, I mean, what are we doing? Uh, yeah. (laughs) God, this is the longest podcast ever of about nothing. Um, but yeah, so I want to I want to uh, play guitar more, and definitely, maybe, possibly, sort of, kind of see if I can learn piano. I know my wife wants to learn how to play piano, and so I can justify getting us a little electric piano. Yeah. Um, but I I just think any creative outlet is good and mix it up a little bit so it changes a little bit and just kind of learn to play. You can get get your mind away from all the hustle and bustle of life. Yep. Oh, man. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. going to have an apartment full of hot cross buns for oh. quite some time. Or chopsticks. Boom! Yeah. Two-person chopsticks. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, but so now, Alex, what are... <laughs> God, if we didn't lose all of our listeners before this, we are losing them now. They are just They're like, gone. these guys are assholes. Why are we an hour and a half into this podcast and they haven't really said anything of substance? That's true. Just wait, guys. It gets worse. Uh, this, so, is just a, this is just a uh, retrospective episode, and yeah. also introspective, and also Ooh, just... Um, uh, spective. <laughs> God, All we're right. funny. Let's, uh, um, so what co- were you going to say? Company goals. Company goals for Gilded Cinema, Cinema Summit. Right. Uh, for, yes. for us as a team. Yay! Yay, team. Go, team. Um, I yes. think we've already decided um, what our kind of goals are, and that is, first off, we want to do a really solid short this year. Yeah, so uh, in the past we've we've done kind of what I would call weekend warrior shorts. Yeah, uh, we've done sort of like uh, competitions and challenges and all yep. that kind of stuff where it's been fun. I mean, I, I like doing that kind of stuff, and it, I definitely wouldn't shy away from doing it again uh, if the, the opportunity arose. Mm-hmm. But that's not what this short is. I don't think I want. You know, we I think we should make a short that is a real short. Yep. That we actually spend real time developing and uh, planning, casting people, casting. Yeah, we never cast. Um, yeah, we always we always just use our friends, friends. and stuff. Yep. Um, so, you know, doing it right as if it's going to be a festival winner. Which hey, who you knows never know. May. You never know. So, or it's a it's a short that we want to turn into a feature, and it has you know it's it's a calling card kind of thing. Yeah. So um, we want to make it as good as possible. And those are the two shorts. Maybe that Maybe actually we're, like raise money for whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, that's right. Whoa, Which again, back. we we never do. No, we just use our own money, and that's few and far between. So yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and that's the two shorts that me and Alex are writing right now. Are one of them is going to be used for a short, if not both of them. Um, another one may be used for a feature. Um. But that is that's what we're writing towards. We want to get yep. that going as soon as possible. We have all the equipment, we have all the know-how, we have it all. Um, so it's kind of like one of those things where it's time to put up or shut up. Exactly. And speaking of, the next goal oh, is to make a feature. A feature. Um, this year. This year. And so we have you know a feature written, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's going to be the one probably. No. Because um, 
I think unlike the mentality of shooting for the moon, um, I think making a feature that's more contained. Yeah, this one's a little ambitious. We have some shots in there that we really want to pull off in our feature that we've already written. And I think we should just kind of tone it down a little bit. Yeah, I think we should do something that's a little bit more in line with like what we can actually accomplish um, within a year. Yeah. So, and going back to the whole idea of like your goals change based on what you know what comes your way. We have a, a a feature idea for this TV studio, but if that TV studio falls through, then it's back to the drawing board to do something else. Um, we've already yeah. talked about the feature for the this, the film. We've sent it to the person, said this is the film we want to make. We're actually pretty confident with the idea, the synopsis of it, the synopsis seasons. Yeah, it's an idea that we had before that yeah. um, happens Just, to work out pretty well, yeah. I think. Kind of uh, retrofitted. I actually like it better in this actually sense. actually do, too, which um, is funny how that works. Yeah, sometimes. very funny. Or how we're lying to ourselves that it works better. Yeah, exactly. Just so we can convince ourselves that we need this TV studio. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so that that's our big thing is we're going to do a short, and we're going to do a feature, and then I think we're going to try and do a feature in some other capacity, either produce one or... Or we're working with our friend on a script that we talked to you, we talked to you guys about earlier. Uh, he's kind of writing it. Uh, it's our story. We're going to work on it with him, but we just don't have the time to do the first draft. Um, we're going to work on him with that. Um, work on him with that, did I say? Hey, yeah, all right. You know, I was yeah. going to let it slide. Yay, but 219. Uh, <laughs> 2019. Wow. Um, yeah. It's all man. happening. I know. Downhill. It's all going to... It's all downhill from here. That was, I've reached peak 2019, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're all screwed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, maybe do that. Maybe that, that sells and is made into a feature this year. Yeah, uh, maybe I we think, produce a feature. I think the second feature is along the lines of either we write a script and sell it. Yep. We produce something. Yep. Um, maybe we write something sell it and get attached to direct it but maybe don't direct it this year that's I don't fine know. yeah but just like basically get another thing roll another project rolling whether or not it gets finished within 2019 yeah or whether we're have a huge uh hand in it past 2019 just right uh something that you know because there are so much so much lull time in shorts and features that we can utilize that time to do something else and and work towards that, especially if we have if we have other people working on it as well, like our friend writing it or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's the goals for the company uh, this year. We'll see how well that goes. We'll keep you posted. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of um, a lot of updates, a lot of videos, a lot of uh, posts and pictures and uh, trials and tribulations and us cursing at each other and yeah. and cursing at you guys and saying it all sucks and. Uh, how much we love it and yeah i'm just yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a journey this year so come along for the ride yeah all right so let's uh let's, let's move on to what's cool yeah let's let's end this thing god how long we've been doing this oh man too long oh man all right uh what do you got alex what's cool what's cool what's cool all right so this one is called iron glass adapters okay it's a company that's what the name of the company iron glass adapters okay um and they have these prime sets of these Russian lenses, these prime sets that they've rehoused to be more cinematic and all that kind of stuff. Not only do they rehouse them with like um, focus gears and different mounts and stuff, you can get like PL mounts, EF mounts, all that kind of stuff, but they do um, anamorphic coatings on the lens to give you kind of like this flare effect if you want it. It's optional. You can like choose 
how much you want. Like if you want like a medium mm -hmm. or a, a low, or if you want like purple or blue or yellow and like these different colors, um, this coating on the lens so that um, when the light hits it and it flares, it looks a little bit more anamorphic or whatever. That's pretty cool. But what I think is ex uh, really cool about them is you can get like a decent prime set for relatively inexpensive, like a thousand bucks. Is that there? Do they make those prime sets or are they just refurbished they, Russian? They're refurbished Russian lenses. Gotcha. So, um, so they'll, they'll give you ones that aren't, don't have any like color or anything like that. Yeah, it's okay. optional. So you can make, you can do um, just a straight lens set if you want. Um, and you can choose from all these different lenses. They have like a ton of lenses. You can make a huge package if you want. Uh, but, um, I was thinking they could be cool for, you know, like we want to get a, a GH5S yep. in the future, and they, they do micro four-thirds mounts on them, so you could uh, we could have a little set for that, and it wouldn't break the bank so much. You know, like, originally I was thinking we would get the Vedras, but to yeah. get uh, the whole six lens set, you know, would be close to like six grand. Jeez, yeah. Whereas this would be, you know, like 1500 bucks or something. Well, I see a set of four... Standard PL mounts uh, without the painting and oval uh, diaphragm. We're a thousand dollars. That's not bad. It's not bad. And if you look at the, um, you know, some of the test footage, they all look pretty good. I'm sure you know they have. They probably have like some breathing and like different levels of like focus issues depending on what the um, aperture sets at. Yeah. But you know, here's a set of five without the painting or the. Diaphragm, a twenty, twenty-eight, thirty-seven, fifty-eight, and eighty-five for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, man, that's so not I'm bad saying. at all. So I'm saying, like, if you buy individual lenses, like you can get a, a fifty-eight millimeter f two um, for one hundred and forty bucks. That's crazy. With like the lens gear and all that kind of stuff. That is crazy. So, you know, it's a cool little place. I'd check it out. Ironglassadapters.com. We're not sponsored by them. I nope. just uh, saw, you know, saw their website the other day and was like impressed by it. So we're not sponsored by them yet. yet. <laughs> Help us out. Iron glass adapters. Um, I got the, uh, okay. So me and Alex were actually just talking about this the other day. Uh, got a new phone before Christmas. It's actually on black Friday. And while I was at the Verizon store, um, I ran into my first ever hands-on experience with the red hydrogen phone yeah and, and let it blew your me mind tell you that is poop in a metal housing <laughs> <laughs> i think one website a, a reputable website i forget what it was um wired maybe or something like that said it was the worst product of 2018 yeah and i would have to agree with them um that being said it's ambitious um just because it's not great yet doesn't mean it's not ambitious but Red is partnered with uh, Lucid, the camera company that kind of makes 180 VR cameras, to make the first camera that uses the hydrogen phone, um, and it is an 8K video camera. It uses the hydro phone, hydrogen phone as kind of a user interface and monitor, and then it, it records to the phone in 8K. Um, and it does the 3D, 4V. If you don't know what the hydrogen phone does, it does like kind of like a 3D, 4, 4V, like hologram looking thing that 
doesn't really work yet, so I wouldn't recommend shooting in it on it. Um, Did you but, see it? Oh yeah, the hologram. Oh thing? yeah, yeah. It's oh, you know those you used to those old. I don't want to say toys, but like those old cards you get that have like the the really slight. It's like thick plastic and the slight sure. ridge. That's that's what it's like. I don't understand. It doesn't like project a hologram up. No, of course. But you know, but you know that feeling that 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 like yeah. that's what the screen feels but like. Can you like, like uh, look at the phone from a different angle and yes. see the the object? Yes, but in angle? the phone, but not above the phone. But yes, but that's you know that's how that's how that like plastic crap worked when you were right. a kid. Yeah, that's how hologram. it does. Yeah, yeah, and that's how it does it. Interesting. Um, so it is. Uh, they are starting to roll out some stuff for the uh, modular hydrogen phone from Red, the Red Lithium. It's called the Red Lithium 3D 4V uh, camera. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for it, but hey, you know what? <laughs> you got to start somewhere, I guess. Speaking of holograms, yeah. do you remember um, those like parabolic mirrors that you would... Um, it was like a dome of like reflective stuff. You would place like a tiny little object in the bottom of this like parabolic bowl, Keep like going. a mirror. Uh-huh. And then at the top, it would have like a little hole, and it would look like the thing at the bottom was at the top. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, but yeah. But like if you went to go touch it, it wouldn't be Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a real hot, like... That's cooler. Like Captain... I mean, not only to mention, the, the, the hydrogen phone is so freaking heavy. Yeah. It's so heavy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, what else you got? <laughs> um, I, I saw this thing called the, I actually don't know how to pronounce it. Pick you or is it pick 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 pocket projector? Oh, um, that sounds, it sounds a bit pick pickpocket. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. Um, oh, Pico Pico. Is oh, Pico. Is. Oh, okay. Okay. It's P I Q O. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's a pocket projector that is supposedly 1080p uh-huh. with an image uh, up to 240 inches. Really? Uh, it's not like a ton of lumens. It's got 200 lumens yeah. output, but it's like a tiny little thing. And um, it has a built-in battery that will last five hours. Jeez. Um, the top of it is a touchpad and touchscreen. So you can navigate through like built-in... Um, you know, apps and stuff. So you can have like, it'll have like a YouTube and a Netflix and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Apps. Uh-huh. Um, which is kind of cool. And um, what else? Oh, it has like storage inside, I think of like 16 gigs. Not bad. So you can save things for offline content. Not bad at all. And then it has a USB so you can add more storage if, you know, I 16 might- gigs is not enough. I might be down for getting some of that. My wife had brought up the idea of we should do in the summer movies at the park where you just bring your little portable projector and yeah. stretch a screen across two trees. That's what I'm saying. And my my wife has been annoyed that um, we have a projector screen hanging up in my apartment, <laughs> but no projector because my projector was um, borrowed never to someone in never returned. Yeah. Never returned. yeah, I wonder who that was. <coughs> uh, so. So yeah, this could be a cool one, and it's uh, I think it's like on Kickstarter or Indiegogo right now. Yeah, and um, the early bird price is three twenty five. That's not bad. Which isn't bad. I mean, it's it's it seems like a lot 
to me for like a um yeah a not super bright not super powerful yeah but that's it is a if it's like true 1080 that's not bad which i don't know if it is but that's if it is then that'd be pretty cool that'd be super cool that'd be super cool so um, i'm i'm right. i kind of want it question have you yeah. are you looking at the website of it right now uh, the the Indiegogo campaign? No, just the Cinema 5D link that is on yes. our... Mm-hmm. Does that not look like the exact replica of a Roku remote? Yeah, it does. I know. It I d- noticed that. It's like an orange version of the Roku. It totally is. The remote. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that immediately when I saw the video. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... Uh, Roku has a pretty uh, distinct remote, and that looks like an orange, orange knockoff of it. Yeah. Um, but moving on. Uh, uh, I digress. Um, so I got that Amblin... Steven Spielberg's production company okay. is adapting Rashomon for a ten-episode series. Is that is that a show? Um, Here comes about Bob Marley, <laughs> the original Rashomon. <laughs> Rashomon. <laughs> oh. Never ends here, guys. Never ends. These, <laughs> la- these laughs are for free. Literally never ends. <laughs> these laughs are free. This episode is nope. just going oh, on God, forever. So, so, yeah, I mean, if anyone uh, has not seen Rashomon, it is probably one of the, considered one of the top 10, if not top 25 uh, movies of all time. It's a Japanese so flick. Top 10 or 25 Akira Kurosawa movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Akira Kurosawa is a genius, and this movie is great. Um, I love this movie. Um, it's about uh, murder of a samurai that must be solved, and one of the uh, witnesses is the samurai himself who is being uh, channeled through a medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really cool. I cannot wait to see what Steven Spielberg, his company, does with it. Um, I'm super psyched for this. Um, so I'm all in um, on the Rashomon, uh, the Rashomon TV show. That sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'll definitely I'll check it out. I definitely will check it out. I'm trying to figure out where it's going to be. Um, I don't know if they've determined where it's going to be showing, if any uh, company or network has picked it up yet. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it lands at like an HBO or something like that because they'll put a budget into it. But it's I'm I'm so I'm so stoked for it. I'm there. I'm there. I like it. Speaking of um, yeah, yeah, of random series that I'm yeah. kind of excited about. Um, I think who was it? Netflix okay. is making a um, Hannah. Oh, series or Hannah? How you say it? I think it's Hannah. The the Eric Bana and uh, yeah. oh god, don't ask I'll me. I'll do it. it. Nope, nope. Say it. Not gonna do it. I say, I, I fix yeah, you on Hannah. It's the uh, it's the the Eric Bana <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah, it's the Eric Bana movie where his daughter <laughs> played by <laughs> Sorsha Ronan. Sorsha, there it is. Sorsha Sorsha Ronan. Yeah. Um. And she's like a trained killer. Exactly. Yeah. This young girl. Well, she, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's a series that they are currently finishing up, I think. Yeah, it looks like it's going to... Oh, my God. Do you see who... It's Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Nice. Do you see who's going to be the dad? No. It's my. It's our dude, Joel Kinnaman. Oh. Oh, man. I'm in for that because I love me some Joel Kinnaman from uh, The Killing. Woo. Big fan. Nah. That's pretty cool. Kinnaman plays Eric, a hardened, intuitive, and uncompromising soldier and mercenary who has raised his daughter in the remote forests of northern Poland for the past 15 years. Isolated from the world he once knew, he has trained Hannah in every mode of survival, with his only goal being to keep her safe. But his teenage daughter begins to seek freedom from the restricted haven he has created. Bam. Love it. Oh, wait a second. What? 
not only is it Joel Kinnaman, but it's Muriel Eno. No, is right? it really? Both of them from the Gilded. Oh. That's pretty cool. I like that. God, those two back together. I'm sold. I'm there. I'm so when there. When does it come out? Let's see here. Tell me, Internet. Well, it is... Is it out already? No, it's not out already. It's a liar. It says first episode date, 2018. Bullshit. Liar. Bullshit, Amazon. Yeah. No, um, I'm there for it. I, I, love th- I thought that was a really cool movie. Um, and I think it, um, and those two together are awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm there. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Loves it. I'm cool. All right. What else do we have? What else you got? Do you have anything else? Yeah, I think you do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I found these, uh, crazy audio plugins by a company called Era or Mm -hmm. ERA. Don't know how they say it. Yeah. (laughs) We Um, screwed up on Paco. So many things. Paco. (laughs) <laughs> just all all the messing up right now. Yeah. Uh, but they Don't make these me. audio plugins to fix um, certain audio issues that might arise mm-hmm. uh, while filming video, specifically or like dialogue. Um, and they are single knob plugins, which oh. is perfect for audio dumb people like me. Uh, who yeah. don't know all the craziness, like the intricacies of audio. The 12 settings want, for one plugin. But want uh, some solid results. So they have uh, different plugins that do uh, things like remove noise, remove reverb, which I sent Trevor the video for that one earlier. That one looked, and it's pretty crazy. If it, It's hard to say it's a promotional video, so it's hard to I say know. if they did other post work on the audio. But if not, if not, it's solid. It's pretty solid. And then... Um, they have one for DSing. They have one for plosives, um, and then I forget what the other ones are. But they have a whole suite of them. It's like four hundred bucks for the whole suite, and um, they look pretty simple and seem which to helps. be effective. Yeah, which is my kind of audio work, people. So yeah, check that out. The link down in the description. Yep, check that out. And finally, so we can get rid of this damn episode and get out of people's ears for uh, a week, um, I have the, um, you've probably heard of Samsung and a bunch of other uh, phone makers talking about bendable displays and bendable phones, curved phones and all that. Um, you know, it, it looks like a, what do they call them, phablet, phablet uh, I don't like phone. that at all. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. I was uncomfortable as I was saying it, and then I said it again. Um, it's like a... <laughs> Uh, it's like these tartlets. Yeah, tar- tartlets. <laughs> Easy. Um, I think they're basically considered like uh, a cross between a phone and a tablet. It's, so it's bigger than your like Note Nine or your iPhone X, but smaller than um, you know the smallest tablet. And uh, they started to make them so they're, the screen can bend, so you can kind of go from a small tablet to a phone size. Uh, and the screen just bends. So that's the prototypes that they've been, you know, teasing. But someone released an un- uh, kind of a they released a video that uh, just kind of uh, showed one of these tablets, uh, these phones with the bendable screen. Say it. Fablet. Nope, not gonna. Um, <laughs> 
and just as like uh this is what it does this is what it looks like and it didn't say who made it who manufactured it or anything like that but it looks cool it looks you know it, it they're doing a map and then they bend both sides of the phone to the back of the phone and it comes becomes a normal size phone and the map kind of resizes to that it's kind of like holy shit this is the futures it is it is however i can't help but look at that type of stuff and think about, um, I don't know, a little movie you might be familiar <laughs> with called The Saint. Oh, man. They're remaking that, too. Are they? Oh, yep. my God. It's so Keep good. Going. Yep. Uh, did you see it? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. So in The Saint, um, Val Kilmer plays this, like, international spy guy. Uh, and he has this phone that is like a the old style, like, kind of brick cell yeah. phone that flips in half. It, like folds in half, um, and it flips open to become like a little laptop. Yep. Or like a mini, I don't know. Well, it's also... It had, a key, it had like a big-ass big oh, yeah. keyboard in it. Well, that's also, if you remember, Live Free or Die Hard, Justin Long had something like that, where he has a little cell phone, and he flips it up and connects it to the thing to like hack into the cell yeah. service. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> these It's a little different than that. It is, it is. But I think I think about it in the same way, where it's like, Okay, that's interesting. And there were phones like that. I yeah. mean, like the Sidekick kind of flipped out and had its own little keyboard. Yeah. You know, all that kind of, that, this stuff happened, but then we went to what we have now, which is like just a a little screen with like a touch screen on it. Yeah. And I feel like what's going to happen is people are going to like they're going to manufacture these folding like taco uh, phones <laughs> mm, tacos, and uh, they're going to realize that it, it's not like beneficial in any way whatsoever. Ah, yeah. We'll <laughs> see. I mean? We'll see what they're finally. What I'm they finally already, I'm already on the on. fence when it comes to like tablets in general. Like I don't really see the benefit of a tablet Unless you're like an elderly person and have a hard time hitting buttons. I just got my parents a tablet for Christmas. There so. we go. <laughs> they are elderly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you on that. It'll be interesting to see what a final version looks like and how it's used and how like apps are utilized and all that. I think it could be kind of, maybe if you're trying to look at a document, like you don't want to read a document, like you want to read a contract or something or read a script. Yeah. You can fold it open and read your script and then fold it back to be a phone because it's easier to read on tablets. I mean, you wanted a Kindle. Kindle's a little bit. Kindle's just a text version of a tablet. Yeah, but I didn't want the Kindle because it was like a larger screen to look at. I wanted it for like the e ink specifically. Yeah, which, which doesn't strain your old eyes. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, uh, The Saint is uh, going to possibly be remade with Chris Pratt, of course, because he's in everything. All right. I don't hate that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I think it's one of those products tough one. that might. Um, you know, not do either one very well. Yeah. And then... Um, Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. And then if the screen doesn't get fit flat, you're going to just blow somebody up. It's going to really gonna annoy me. Like somebody. in the video, you can see... It's going to blow like, up it's Samsung like, and say, Samsung, what the fuck? Yeah, obviously it's a prototype, so I can't be like angry at it. But yeah. like, if I folded out my tablet and it had... It wasn't like totally flat and it didn't stay flat. Like I had to keep it like holding it folded out in order yeah. for it to stay a tablet. That's not good. Like, why? No. Not good at all. It's terrible. (laughs) It's awful. I don't want to do it anymore. So, you are not the target market then. You're too old. I don't think I am. I just, I just don't, uh, I feel like, 
you know, my phone and your phone now. Yeah. Uh, the Note is like a handy middle. It's like not too big to not be a phone anymore. Yeah. And it's not so small that it's hard to like use and read and yeah. stuff. I got a stylus. It comes with a stylus. I'm able to write, write notes and write all that. Stuff on yeah. it. Like I, with that particular phone, I don't see the point of a tablet. Maybe it's because that phone is large. Yeah. Um, but, and if I had like the old iPhone, um, you know, five or whatever, I would probably be like, well, it's so funny. Cause I still use my old phone just for some things that has some apps on it that I like, like to control my Sonos at home and all that. God, that is such like a grandfather thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I said to control like my, like it's, it's basically become my, my wireless audio player. So I have all these Sonoses around uh-huh. my, uh, my apartment and I just play music through it and right. I pick it up after holding the note and I'm like, wow, this is so tiny. Yeah. It's so tiny. Exactly. So I don't know. Yeah. That'd be my vote. My vote would be for like my a vo- phone that's like, Slightly larger than a phone that folds out into a tablet. But anyway. yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think that one will pass you by. Something tells me. I think so. <laughs> All right, let's end this debacle of how long we've we been doing it. Does it have a time? Uh, three hours. Yeah, oh, I know. No. No, <laughs> God, I apologize, everyone. It's like an hour thirty. Okay, that's not the worst. But not the worst. It's a, it's us for an hour thirty, which it's just is rambling. The worst. It is so much rambling. Just rambled for well. This is what happens when we're gone. Yeah, when we're gone for two weeks, guys, you get all of our thoughts just blurgled all on the uh, all on the uh, podcast in one go. Yep, and expect more of this because we got more podcasts coming. When, when Aren't you that? lucky? Yeah, you guys are so lucky. But uh, don't forget to hop on over. Actually, I should just do the close, huh? Yeah, let's that, do it. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for joining us. You can get the show notes for this episode by fil- by visiting nobudgetfilmmaking.com slash episode 35. And don't forget to hop on over to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. And while you're there, give us a five-star rating if you feel so inclined. That'd and if you're feeling awesome. like really friendly and nice. Yeah, and just, and we'll just, thank you and we'll shout you out. Or you feel bad for us. Um, and if you have any filmmaking questions, ask away in the comments section below and we will try to answer them. Also, like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, and don't forget to head on over to fearlessfilmmakers.com join our growing community of filmmakers and just in case you forgot the instagram handle is at cinema summit yeah they all are yeah uh, so yeah that'll do it guys thanks so much we'll uh have a happy new year and we'll uh, see you next time later bye <laughs>